Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the EdTech Classroom podcast. Let's learn and grow together as 21st century educators. So you might be thinking right now, wait a second, today's not Tech Tuesday, and you're right. Today, I'm bringing you a bonus episode all about becoming a Google Certified Educator. So let's dive right in. noticed how so many teacher bloggers and edtech coaches have micro-credentials in their social media bios. Have you ever wondered if these badges and certifications are actually valuable? From Google Certified Educator to Apple Teacher to Seesaw Ambassador, teachers around the world are adding micro-credentials to their resumes, portfolios, websites, and social media bios. But why? As someone who uses the Google Suite every single day, I used to wonder if becoming a Google Certified Educator would actually bring any value to my day-to-day life. Sure, it's great to take a course online, but if it doesn't have direct application to my practice as a teacher, it just honestly isn't worth my time. But this summer, I've decided to learn firsthand whether the Google Certified Educator badge is actually worth it. And more than that, I've decided to become a micro-credential guinea pig for several different programs beyond Google. In doing so, I think that I'll really be able to provide all of you with advice, reviews, and tips along the way. So for today's podcast, I'm going to be doing exactly that. I'm going to be providing you with advice, reviews, and tips about the Google Certified Educator Level 1 training and exam. So... What exactly is a Google Certified Educator? Well, this program gives teachers the opportunity to boost their tech skills with the Google Suite. So basically what this means is that teachers can learn effective strategies to implement Google tools in their classrooms. And this program has two different levels. So first, the fundamentals, or level one, and second, advanced, or level two. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be covering level one specifically. And the level one training is basically designed for teachers who are new to Google tools. So if you consider yourself to be a Google Suite expert, you probably want to check out level two. But that being said, I consider myself to be pretty competent with Google Drive and Google Suite in general. And I still feel like I learned some tips and tricks with the Google training. So the fundamentals training is divided up into 13 different units. Number one, get ready to use technology in the classroom. Two, expand your access to help and learning. Three, have a mostly paperless classroom. Four, save time communicating. Five, organize activities for yourself and others. Six, bring meetings online. Seven, bring student work online. Eight, measure, understand, and share student growth. Nine, teach students online skills, 10, build interactive lessons, 11, captivate your class with video, 12, facilitate group work, and 13, promote digital citizenship and positive online behavior. 
So the most glaring takeaway here is that the Google Certified Educator Level 1 training is time consuming. I mean, I'm literally out of breath just listing all these different units and even looking at the time, that the suggested time that it would take per unit, this ranges anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes. So we're talking about a big time investment here. But before you immediately turn off this podcast and decide that you're not going to do this, let me tell you guys a secret. The Google Fundamentals training did not take me nearly as long as the times indicate. So I, now I recognize that everybody learns at a different pace. I personally skipped through a few sections and I know that I didn't read every single word as closely as I could have, but that being said, it still felt like a time-consuming experience for me. Now, this could be due to the fact that I chose to divide these units up into three different days. I'd ultimately recommend that you can break up the units based on what works best for your schedule, Um, but I'm ultimately glad that I took a three-day deep dive into this fundamentals training um, rather than spreading it out over the course of several weeks or months. So that's why I really suggest that people take this during the summer when you can really do a deep dive. So now let's move on to the good part, exam advice and tips. So when you decide you're ready to take the exam, you can sign up on the Google Teacher Center. The exam costs $10 and luckily many schools and districts will pay for your exam as part of professional development. So be sure to reach out to your supervisor and see if that's an option for you. Then after you sign up, it's gonna take probably between 24 and 48 hours to actually generate an exam for you. So this is something that's really important to note. When you sign up, you're not gonna get your link immediately. It'll probably take a day or so, uh, and then you'll receive your exam link via email. So like I was saying, if you plan to take your exam on a specific day, it's really important to register ahead of time so that your link arrives on time because once you receive your link, you're then gonna have eight days to log into the exam. So for the exam details, you'll have 180 minutes to complete the exam and the test is divided up into two different sections. So a multiple choice section and some application slash scenario type questions. Um, So there's gonna be 20 multiple choice questions and these include drag and drop, select all that apply, typical multiple choice, you get the drift here. And then there's gonna be 11 application scenarios. So these include you know, just generally navigating through Google Drive. You'll have to perform a variety of different tasks. Um, And to be honest, I actually found the scenario questions to be really enjoyable. And I know that this sounds a little bit nerdy, but just hear me out. I honestly didn't know what to expect. I've heard things about the test, but I honestly didn't spend too much time researching it before I actually took it. And I really liked that I was actually able to practice real life situations and tech skills that I can implement with my students in the classroom. So I felt like this exam actually gave me a chance to practice some skills. Um, And the test too, it covers all of the main G Suite products. So all of the products that you're using regularly as an educator. So I think that's really why I actually enjoyed the application scenarios. Okay, so now listen up because I'm going to be sharing my biggest advice for taking the exam. Advice number one, take the exam in an incognito browser. When you take the exam, Google is going to create a new set of login credentials for you. 
And you're going to want to make sure that you don't accidentally get logged into your normal Google account. So because of this, it's really, really, really important that you be sure to take the test in an incognito browser. Advice number two, write down the login information that they give you. So like I said, they're going to send you some login information and you're only going to receive this one time. In the email with the exam link, you'll receive your login information. And the first thing you need to do is to write that information down on a piece of paper. Now, it is critical that you write down this login information in case you get logged out during the exam. This didn't happen to me, but if it would have, it would have been a huge problem. So make sure that you write down your login information. Advice number three, budget your time wisely. So like I said, you only have 180 minutes to complete the exam. And just like with all standardized tests, it's really important to budget your time wisely. So I actually finished the exam with an hour to spare. Um, but I've heard that the number one reason that teachers fail the exam is because they run out of time. Um, so I tend to be a pretty fast test taker. Um, and I think I was a quick test taker in this scenario um, due to the fact that I worked through the multiple choice questions as quickly as possible um, so that I could really focus my energy on the scenario questions. So I highly recommend that you follow a similar process, work through the multiple choice questions quickly, and then you can really take your time on the scenario questions and make sure that you double check your work and all the good stuff like that. So now you might be thinking to yourself, okay, sounds great. I may be interested. I have made it along this far in the podcast, but what are the actual benefits to becoming a Google Certified Educator Level 1? And what are the drawbacks? So con number one is that it's a time-consuming process. I said this earlier, um, but I chose to do the Google Fundamentals training. I didn't take a paid course. I didn't reach out to a certified trainer. All I did was the Google Fundamentals training on their website, and I totally stand by this decision, but it was definitely time-consuming. And the exam itself too, it takes up a big chunk of time. I mean, 180 minutes is a long time to sit down and take a test. Um, you know, it's, it was hard for me, honestly, to find 180 minutes where I could do something like this. So con number two is also that the training is self-guided. So with the Google Fundamentals training, this is a completely self-guided process. Most of the training was text-based. Um, there were some interactive elements in short videos, but most of it was text-based. So if you're someone who really needs to learn from or with another person, I'd recommend using a different training platform than the Google offering. But I'm ultimately glad that I chose to do the Google version um, because I feel like I already had a firm understanding of the Google suite. Um, and also, if I'm just being really frank, I, I didn't want to pay to use a service, so I'm glad I used the free Google version. Um, but now in terms of benefits, I'm just going to name a few, but let me tell you guys, there are tons. Um, so pro number one is I learned something. So I feel like, as I've said several times now, I feel like I've always had a pretty strong grasp of the Google tools. But after taking the training, and after completing the exam, I feel like I have an even deeper understanding of how the tools can be applied as a teacher specifically. So, you know, I use Google Drive as a teacher, obviously, but I also use it personally. Um, and it was really helpful for me to have a deeper understanding of exactly how you can use it as a teacher specifically. Um, 
And I also feel like I know more about tools that I had never used before. Um, so for example, I had never used Google Tasks before, and I feel like this is now a skill that I've mastered and can incorporate in my classroom next year. So pro number two is that I also know how to maximize these tools. Google has really incredible tools. I mean, they're a giant tech company, so of course they've created really incredible products actually used to achieve your learning goal. Um, and in taking the training and the exam, you'll actually learn and know how to leverage tools to meet your classroom needs, which I think is just an invaluable takeaway. And pro number three, it's practical. You know, I've said this in podcast episodes of the past, but sometimes PD for teachers is just not practical. I've left so many conferences, so many webinars and talks feeling like there's just no practical application to my job as a teacher. You know, the ideas and the theories might be interesting and engaging, but there's few concrete takeaways that I can actually apply to my classroom. So it's practical. The Google Certified Educator Level 1 training and exam is practical. It gives you concrete tech skills that you can actually apply to your classroom tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the EdTech Classroom podcast. I hope you learned a little bit about the Google Certified Educator Level 1 training and exam. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a rating, write a review, throw me some love. One listener this week wrote, as an executive who is always in search of the latest technologies and their impact on education, I find this podcast to be very informative. So if you've made it this far, if you love my podcast, what are you waiting for? Throw me some love. It helps new podcasters like me so much. Let's learn and grow together. And I'll see you back here next week on Tech Tuesday. Bye, friends. Bye.